The Bible says, Get wisdom, and with all thy gettings, get understanding. Welcome to Learnable Podcast. This is a place where everyday people study the Bible for themselves and transfer its treasures to the next generation. Damsel writes, hosts this podcast. She is a firm believer of digging deep into the Bible for yourself and transferring its treasures to children. She is also a lover of chocolate cake. <laughs> Let us pray. Lord, thank you for an opportunity to know you through your words. Speak to our hearts, we pray. Amen. Today we'll be going through the tools on how to study the Bible. We'll be covering what type of text it is, the who, what, when, where, and how, what does it mean, descriptive or prescriptive, walk in the shoes of the characters, what does it mean for me today, and share the treasures. Some of these tools you would have come across in our studies if you have been listening to the podcast, and some of them are not the tools that we use all the time, or We'll be going in-depth into each and every one of the tools. The Holy Bible is a collection of different books. 27 books in the New Testament and 39 in the Old Testament. These books were written at different times with different writing styles. Some of poetry, prose, apolitic, stories, and all different writing styles. The Bible text is sometimes descriptive. It tells us what happens. And at other times, it's prescriptive, God telling us the right choice to make and how it will be beneficial for us. The first thing is to ascertain, why do you want to study the Bible? Sometimes I'm studying for personal growth to know more. At other times, I'm digging deeper and deeper, especially when I have a question to answer. Whatever your reason, the very first step in studying your Bible is to say a prayer. Praying is inviting the author of the Bible, the Holy Spirit, into your study. You get a first-hand account. When you're reading books, you go through the journey the author of the book has written down. But something amazing about the Bible is that you can have the author right beside you as you study. So, pray, God, as I look through your word today, open my heart and my mind and my ears to hear your word. The next step in studying your Bible is your stance. What has the stance got to do with the study in the Bible, you may ask? Well, if you have heard the Christmas story from the many nativity play as a child, and through the many Christmases that you uh, have celebrated as an adult, you could be approaching the text with an attitude. I know where this story is for. I know what is going to happen. Or you could take a learnable approach. It is amazing when God gives you a new revelation of a Bible text that is so familiar to you. The learnable approach is opening your mind to God expecting to learn something new from an old text, not approaching it with a mind of, I already know what is in this text. 
Now let's get down to the tools of digging deeper into the Bible. There are different tools and methods used for studying the Bible. I'll be sharing the ones that are very I find most effective for personal study, for sermon preparation, for preparing Sunday school lessons and curriculums, for adults Sunday school, and even for working with young adults and teenagers. The first tool I use when I approach a text is what type of text is this? What type of scripture or passage is this? Knowing the type of text, it helps prepare your approach to it. Is it historical writing, giving you an account or a genealogy details of families? Or is it poetry? The poetry you often find in the Psalms are often raw, etsy and rough, but they are honest, true emotions and the writer's response to God. Or is it prophecy? Is it law? Is it wisdom? Is this text gospel? Is it apolitic? Apolitic literature is the literature of dreams and visions, of divine mysteries and the end of history. Is it full of symbols that need to be decoded? In it, we are given glimpses of things that are often at the very limits of human understanding. The complicated and the fantastic imagery can help us begin to grasp the things that are beyond comprehension. After ascertaining the type of text, the next tool that I normally use is the who, what, when, where, and how tool. As you read the text or as you read the scriptures, notice those who are in the passage. What are they doing? When did the event occur? Are you in the New Testament or are you in the Old Testament? What was the life of the people generally like? Where did the events occur? And how did it all happen? Jot down the things you observe in this passage, asking yourself those questions. Who? What? When? Where? And how? The next tool I use is what does it mean? I start this section with questions. What does it mean? What does it mean to the characters in the passage? I like their knowledge, their actions, the rewards, and the repercussions, the impact their decisions had on them and their families or their nations, or how it plays in the historical record. After this, I'll take a step back and ask the Holy Spirit, why was this account included in the Bible? And why am I reading this particular text at this time in my life? Why was this story written in the Bible? What was God trying to say to the people in the text? What is God trying to say to us reading the text today? Another tool I use for studying the Bible is walking in shoes. Walk in the shoes of the different characters in the Bible. This is seeing the text from this character's point of view. How did they either learn the lesson and were transformed, or did they ignore God's directions and the repercussions of their decisions? This method helps me to engage with the text and see the, the humanity of the characters. 
they are very often not different from you and me. This method can help me to see the Bible characters not as superhumans, but as everyday people like me who had to deal with life, the choices and actions they take, how they use their revelation of God to tackle life. An example is studying the Christmas story through the life of Joseph, a man who was engaged to Mary. What were his life expectations? Why did he decide to put Mary aside quietly? What does that tell us about the type of person he is? When the angel spoke to him, it acted immediately on both occasions. The self-discipline to not lay with his wife, even though he was a husband until baby Jesus was born, etc., etc. I hope that has put an interest in studying those scriptures you are familiar with and experience something learnable. To avoid the Bible study just being a mere intellectual exercise, you must think through what, how it applies to your daily living. What does this mean for me today? What are the lessons for today that you can glean out of the study? Sometimes this can be glaring. At other times, it will require pondering over the story or the passage. As soon as you have your lesson, make a plan to act on what you have learned. Pray about your plan. Ask the Holy Spirit to remind you of these so that you know how to apply them effectively in your own life. It is the application of God's Word that renews our mind. This tool, what does it mean for me today, is a tool that should be used with every Bible study or every Bible reading that one does. The next tool is called Share the Treasure. Sharing what you have learned helps you to articulate it even better to yourself. I have often discovered that I have a better grasp of a subject when expanding it to others. Now, in regards to sharing my learned lessons to someone of a younger generation, I break down the lessons to bite size, look at the relatable experiences for the age of the person I will be sharing it with. You can prepare a short object lesson to share it with a child in your family or in a Sunday school session. Was the object lesson digestible? Do you need it to tweak it before you share it with another child or young person? Did it ask you loads of questions? you could not answer, and others, you were 100% sure of the answers. Then you have planted the word of God in that young person's heart. Don't worry about the questions you could not answer. Instead, explore the answer with the child or the young person. It creates a growth mindset in both yourself and the child. I find this creates ownership of the lesson learned, not just to be told the answer. Just note that when teaching children, keep it to one lesson at a time. In conclusion, these are the tools I have used for many years in studying the Bible. I hope you find them useful and effective in studying your Bible. I am continually amazed at God's word and transferring its faith 
to the next generation, it's always a privilege. I hope as you study, you will be blessed to become a word doer and transfer this treasure to the next generation. Thank you. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. We would love for you to also dig deeper into your study of the Bible. So, we have put together a free Bible study guide, which is tailored for everyday people just like you. To get a copy, all you have to do is go to damselwrites.simplymore.co.uk and that is damselwrites.simplymore.co.uk and download your own copy. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, share with a friend, and remember to leave a rating. Five stars are our favorite type. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you in the next episode. Shalom.